Hey, welcome to Real Talk Season 2, Episode 96. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Yo! Good to have you guys listen today. It's going to be a good day. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, what's Real Talk? Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. You know, when we first started this out, it was an opportunity to kind of talk about the deeper things of our faith, the things that we really question about God and the existence of God and Jesus and all those kinds of things. And over time, it sort of turned to advice Hmm. in life situations, which I think is cool. Uh, But I guess I want to take this second to say, hey, you know, it doesn't have to just be silly stuff. It certainly can, but it can also be real stuff. Um, It's all real. But stuff about, you know, I don't know. Why is... I don't know. I can think of something right now. Are you ready for a deep question? Well, if God is good and God didn't doesn't like sin, why did he give us the opportunity to sin in the garden? Boom, there's a question that's pretty heavy, right? We've answered it before. But those kinds of things are, uh, you know, par for the course. They're things that you can do and ask here on Real Talk that we're willing to debate. We don't promise to have all the answers, but we promise to take it seriously and sit at the proverbial table with you and discuss them. You can use a link that is either above or below, depending on where you're watching, whether mm-hmm. it's YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, Facebook. The link is www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. Click it, go down to submit a question, and you can also submit a question or topic completely anonymously. Uh, Couldn't find you if we tried. And we have. We have, indeed. Uh, Because some people are snotty. Snotty So that's the gist of it, guys. And I'm going to start the show off right now before everyone asks or... Those that are listening, that can hear my voice or see my face because I'm not good at hiding it. Yeah, I'm not in the best of moods. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it out there right now. And I think it's if this is real talk, I should probably be real about it. Hey, real talk. Now, my, my temptation was to fake it and, and play the joyful, jolly character, <laughs> um, which I could probably do. But the problem is long-term watchers, long-time watchers, uh, particularly those that are watching on video. I think podcasts is probably a little harder. Sure, it's different. But video, I've had this happen at times where I tried that, and people are like, Todd, you seem upset, and like posted it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's best to get it out in the open right now. That's fair. Not in a great mood. I'm a human being, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't always... Yeah, man, I'm in the midst of a battle, I think, probably for about three weeks. Um, and I think my tendency as a person, we've talked about this on Real Talk, and you know me, is to not notice these things until they're nearly boiling over. Yeah. So I view it as like I'm a I'm a pot, right? I'm a boiling I'm I'm a pot on a stove. Yeah. And it begins to boil and bubble, and I don't notice any of this until the the lid is, starts kind of going up. up. Yep. So I'm aware of it. God is still good. God is still great. Life is a blessing. I'm very thankful for many of the things I get to do and have in life. But mm. that's it. Didn't mean to. Take a ton of the time, but I'm telling you, if I didn't say it, someone would have noticed it and thought that I hated you because they tend to think <laughs> I hate AJ for some odd reason. Um, the whole world defends you because they just think I'm here to kill AJ. Yeah, it's not true. He's not here to kill. It me. is weird though. You ever noticed? It that? is weird, man. I don't like it as much as you do because it makes me feel weird. Yeah, man. I think it's because I have heavy eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that. Hey, wait, tell you that. Wait, what? I've been told, Todd. The reason you look angry is because of your bushy eyebrows. What? Mm-hmm. True story. What is that? Like, do they explain why? why no, I don't even... know. It makes me look scary. I, I, can I be honest with you? I pretended to understand what it meant. I had no clue. <laughs> so yeah, I get that. That's pretty much what it did. Yeah, it makes sense. So, <laughs> oh. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. Like you said, it's real talk, you know? I know, like, um, one thing that you've been trying to push me in lately has just been being, like, you know, in a better place, like, just in general, because I can... I. I think I, I don't know, man. It's a weird thing. A lot of me feels normal when it's not normal. Does that make sense? I know 100% what you're saying, yeah. You know? I've noticed that with myself in relationships in general, not romantic. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, I feel like I feel normal, but when people say, like, hey, man, like, you're being weird, it's like, shoot. <laughs> yeah, and those are, you know, sometimes that's a tough thing because, you know, normal, everybody's me like, well, it's normal. Mm-hmm. And... The people that are closest to you know you're normal. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's 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 who you are normally. <laughs> yeah. We're not saying that random people can come up to you and be like, you're not a normal person. Sure. You should change. Yeah. But, so, you know, I think that's why, you know, a little side note, why it's important to have people close to you because they, they can help you with that. But, you know, so I know you guys have even told me, like, we had a good conversation even, like, you know, you know, last night, like, hey, like, you know, you're being weird again. So I'm like, well, shoot, I got to, you know, I got to think about that and see what's going on in my head. So that's cool. That, Do you, you know, think part of it is that it's the end of the year for people? Um, Do you think people in general, 
get weird, for lack of a better word, as the new year approaches? <sighs> I've never thought about that, actually. Like, because it's just, like, time. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, if that makes sense for me, because I time is a weird thing for me. You so. know, because they say, and I don't know any statistics to back this up, maybe uh, Fun Turn Clint can look this up, suicide rates, depression during the holidays, but mm. I've heard that people, like, get... You know, it's supposed to be this joyous time, but they get sad because they tend to look back and think of all the things they didn't accomplish. Yeah. Instead, That's interesting. You know what I mean? My birthday is also right after the new year. So like January 19th. <laughs> so it's coming up. So that's another year in the books. <laughs> and every time I, it's funny because like when I, when I try to think of life, think about life and like how quick it goes, it does go quickly. You know, I'll be 26 soon, which is crazy to me. But when I try to like, you know, when the end of the year comes and I'm getting close to having my birthday again, it makes me try to reflect, like reflect back on that year. And, you know, it's funny because when you're in that year, it feels like not a whole lot's happened. But then like when you reflect back an entire year, like, wow, I think a lot did happen. And I don't know. I wish that I could be a lot more, I guess, present in the moment instead of always having to rely on hindsight of like impact or things that happened or you know what i'm saying yeah like no no dude this is crazy so i was watching podcast mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if i even told you about this i'm looking up something as talking okay so i was watching a podcast and two guys were talking about um fairly big podcast one of the biggest in the world okay and it was two comedians and it was interesting because the gist of it was um, the title of the video was something along the effects of famous last words. Okay. Like, right? One of those kinds of things. And one of these guys, this famous rich comedian, was talking to the other guy, and he said, you know, and this was a serious conversation. He said, I've really been struck by, um, essentially, there's a guy, and I'm just going to say his name, so I don't think it's okay. It, this is like, this was news. So sure. Apparently, David Cassidy, you ever heard the name? Sounds familiar, vaguely. I, I don't, it's funny, I'm the same way I heard it. I had to look his name up. So he was apparently in the Partridge family or something back in the day. Okay. Yeah, you heard of them before? I've heard of the Partridge family. Yeah, so I think that's, if, if I'm wrong, guys, I'm sorry, those that were part of that era, I don't know. But mm -hmm. he's famous, and he was famous his whole life, dude. So not after that show, he was a solo musician. I didn't realize how like big this guy was. Okay. So recently, a few years ago, I think 2017, he died. Mm -hmm. And his own daughter... Who, by the way, is the lady from Arrow, the oh. one who plays Blackbird or whatever, Black Black Canary? Yeah. Gotcha. That's his daughter, <clears throat> which he didn't have a relationship with. Finds out, but anyway, she's the one that kind of put this out there. And this guy's last words—you know what they were? Oh man! This guy was rich, famous, all the way till he died. He was in like apparently musicals, millionaire, and he said all he said was "so much wasted time." Wow! And he died. That's terrifying. And the thing about that is, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because you're talking about time and like not being not being in the moment. Yeah. And I haven't told you this, but this has messed with me a little bit. And I was reading about his life then because once I heard from this podcast his last words, I looked it up and started reading about his life. And it was funny, man. Before, so he died of organ failure, right? Okay. Liver failure. And from drinking. And he had been drinking his whole life, in his own words, as he his liver started because, to mask the emptiness and pain. So, and you guys can look this up. I'm not gossiping about this guy. He put it out there for people, right? Yeah. So I don't feel too bad sharing this story. Because, you know, the thing about celebrities, you and I have talked about this, they are real people. And I, I don't ever sure. want to make them like, I don't know, you know, make them less than that. Right. By talking about their stuff. But when they put it out there, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that your idea... And what you just mentioned about being in the moment instead of hindsight fits so much because I yeah. just two days ago is when I heard the story. That's so weird, man. It's weird timing. Like, yeah, and it sucks because a lot of the time I feel like I don't know how to fix it. Like, I can ex I can see so much of life after it's over. <laughs> like, it's gone. Like, I can't get that time back. But I'm just now, I guess, sensing and seeing what it was. And I can't go back and capture it again. It's gone. Like, and that's so weird for me. You know, even like you know, ten minutes ago, I can't ever have that back. Whether it was good or bad or whatever, I can't have it back. I think some of that's the human condition. I don't think that yeah. we. I don't know if it's even pot. Do you think it's even possible to live fully in the moment? I don't think so. And I think, and, well, <clears throat> and he, well, in every moment, I guess. Yeah, because 
Well, here's the thing. It's so interesting. It's like, like when you so when I hear these kind of stories, it kind of it kind of messes with me. Me too. Because it makes me go, dude, is it even worth trying to pursue crazy dreams sometimes? Because it seems like no matter what kind of dreams that are fulfilled from these people who go do these all these things, like you said, last words, so much wasted time. I'm like, dang. And I'm not sitting here saying I should just sit here and do nothing, though. That's not what I'm saying either. It's like, it, I think that's why it bothers me so much. Because it makes me go, man, like, it's like, goals are great and it's good to try to go reach something. But in that journey, if you forget everything that's happening in between, was it worth it? And like, since I already know how I am now, <laughs> of like, not being able to live in the moment, like hardly ever, and I'm always just somewhere, don't even know where I am at the time in my head, like... It makes me go, are goals even worth it sometimes? Yeah, see, for me, I don't think the lesson, like, I, I don't know this, but when I think about this story, I don't think he's saying that everything he did was the, the wasted time. Yeah. But I can tell you that if you make anything the point, and that's why I, I asked you this last night, what, is, what, what are the times in your life that aren't wasted? What matters? And I don't know if that's, for some people it might be different, I don't think there's anything wrong with being successful and putting your time, but it can't be everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think maybe that's what, maybe that's what those people do. Right. Like they just like run themselves down because that's all life is for them is that like, right. Success. You know, and I think that's why we talk about guys like, you know, like a Robin Williams, for example, who is, you know, who killed himself, but he was very successful at all these things. Right. You know, it's God. Right. You know, I think we've, I don't know, but you have God and you feel the same way sometimes. Right. And it's weird. So it makes me, you know, for one, I know that, like, me and my faith, I know I can be better in my faith. That's true. And I know that. Well, that's not even what I meant. I'm just saying, so there seems to be, certainly you're not as hopeless. You have hope, right? But what, what kind of choices are we making mentally that still lead to hopelessness when we shouldn't be hopeless or mm. sad or wasted time? <clears throat> and you and I talked about this off, I'm sorry, guys, off camera last night. And the guys, and I still feel like you didn't, We there wasn't an answer. You guys thought mm-hmm. I was kind of asking this hypothetical question. Let me spin it. I have been asking myself, what matters to me in life? What are the times in life when I'm saying, this, this is what I want it to be? Mm-hmm. If you can't name that, then life is always going to feel like a waste of time. If you can't yeah. decide to, your, if you cannot come up with something that tells you this is what life is, and then it's always going to feel like a waste. Yeah, because there's no... you got to be able to identify right, it, right? There's no... Because you're just... It's like you're just running in circles. Like, there's no... Nothing well, Nothing. You're saying anything. that, but you're still not answering it. So, like... Now you don't necessarily have to answer it here on camera, but sure. I think, like... Like, like, like. This is those <laughs> times in where you have to take these thoughts and do something with it. Yeah. I and, and I'm saying this to myself. The reason I can say this to you this way is, like, I genuinely have been pondering this. So... It's ironic and interesting that you yourself are doing so. I think that for me. I'll give you an example because I can't we can't let there be a dead silence. Yeah, like that sorry. For 20 seconds. No, I'm you know, mad at you. <laughs> for me, I waste a lot of time worrying about things I can't control. I waste a lot of time doing that. Like I, Todd, personally do that. So whether it's worrying about the fact that Hobo Joe out there is saying things about me but won't say it to my face and I want him to, that's a waste of time. I can't make him. I've already talked to this guy. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it right. This is an example. Worrying about whether um, I ever have a relationship with my brother, whether anything will ever change because – he refuses to have help. Like, that's something I can't control. And that sounds cold, right? But, like, or, I don't know, will people ever forget my mistakes? Things like that that, like, at the end of the day, I have zero control over. But they eat up so much but time. they eat so much of my thought life. Yeah. And all of that is self-focused, man. Mm. I'm beginning to, I, I don't, I haven't landed on this yet, but I really go back to what Jesus said, love God and love other people, Right. Why do we refuse to believe that's where we actually feel life? Like, if, you, if I spend my time making your day better, let's say, to the best that I can, because yeah. I can't, 
I don't have a lot of time left in my day to feel sorry for myself. Man. And I don't, and I, that, that, this is me processing my own thoughts with you guys. That's sometimes where I land. I had this talk last night with someone close to me and, and kind of shared that, you know, that for me, I've made that decision and I don't live out of it all the time, but why do, why do we resist that so much? Why do we resist that the most fulfilling life is a life that's not about me? I don't know, man. It's funny because, like, you know, I can say, like, because we're selfish, but, like, it still doesn't answer the question, right? Because, like, there's no why to that. Like, I think I think we're just so caught up in ourselves, man. Like, I focus on me more than I focus on others. Like, I, I make things about me when they shouldn't be about me. Like... <laughs> I, or I'll use the formula of being selfless and tweak it, and it's still about me. <laughs> yeah, and like some people that are listening, you know, if you, if it's one of those things that if you know, you know. Yeah. If this resonates with you, then you're probably gathering what we're saying. If you come into this going, they say we should not care, no one cares about my depression, and yeah, and those kind of that's you're not listening. Of course, we believe that's real. Yeah. But and and but what I am saying, there's a lot of people out there that spend all their time complaining about how everyone else doesn't make existence about them, right? So, like, I spend most of my life, if I'm really honest, mad that you don't make me the most important thing in your life. Me, Todd, which is weird, but Mm -hmm. we do. When you don't give me what I want, when you don't, I don't know, man, I'm getting a little jaded. It's part of what I meant by my uh, bad mood lately is, I can say this because I include myself in this category, but I get just sick and tired of we just don't believe what we say we believe. We just don't as Christians a lot of times. Well, how do you mean, Todd? I, no, you don't. You know, If you're going around spending your time gossiping and slandering people, you don't. If you don't forgive, you don't. If you are hateful, you don't believe what you say. If you are arrogant, you don't believe what you say you believe. If you don't seek peace with people, you don't believe what you say you believe. If you live in misery all the time, not because there's like you need a even that, right? Even if you have a if you're a believer and you you've been depressed for six months and you can't get over it and you haven't gone to the doctor or done anything, like what what are you doing? Mm. And I'm not trying to be cold. What I'm saying is like I'm saying it to myself. Like we just get caught in this loop, man. Yep. And I just look around sometimes and I just see so even as I say this, I'm I'm not even like mad. I'm just like people. People demand what they're unwilling to give. So we've talked about it here at our church. You know, one of the strengths of our church is this hot-button word that can call community. Mm-hmm. Community is biblical. What does that mean? Relationships, friendships, accountability, those kinds of things. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff, things that help us grow and become more like Jesus. And everybody loves it when they first come, right? Yeah. A lot of people do. They do. I want to be a part of it. Well, here's what ends up happening. Well, they they want community when they want it, and they want people out of their lives when they don't, and they don't want to invest in community, but they want the benefits of it. Hmm. So I want friends, but I don't want to be a friend. Hey, man, I don't know what that clicking is back there, but it's distracting me. Sorry. Um, I'm a squirrel. We all know that. Dude, I don't know, man. It's so, like, it's funny because I know we've talked about this before on here, but, like, I think we just over, you know, like, part of this is I think we overcomplicate, like, what we're called to do, right? I think we just, we take all these excuses of how we feel and we all overcomplicate it. And like you said, like, people just aren't willing to invest in something. And, like, it's well, a, yeah, but it's everybody. How many times? Right, me too. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. And so, no, I'm not being. The fact that I even have to do this and preface this is my point. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation, a really good conversation, and if he's listening, he knows it by now. It's a great conversation with a guy in ministry. But one of the things he said is, you know, well, it can be really arrogant to think that he wasn't calling me arrogant, but we're kind of having a discussion. To be arrogant to think, you know, your way is the right, blah blah blah. I was like, why would you eat? Why? Why do we even think that? And I said that to him. Why is to think your way is the right way. Churches have a tendency. Like, why do we even think that way? Like, why is trying to do good? I just, we're so weird, man. Extremely. <laughs> and I think the problem is, for me, I don't even know. I don't know. 
really all. I know that I feel a little jaded. I feel a little like, you know, and even people in our church. So I, I'm one of the pastors here, so I can say it to them and then get mad. And the rest of you can mad at me for other reasons. But, I mean, our church is, if I'm really honest, I'm really disappointed lately. And I don't say it because I can't, right? Or I don't or what we're doing. But just the, this, the way they're approaching things. It's kind of like you and I talked about COVID. Okay. Yeah. Stay with me. Ask questions. Sorry. Let me give you an example. So let me give you something that's ridiculous. Somebody, let's say we've got the people out there that claim, um, I shouldn't have to wear a mask ever. And, I'm, and by the way, I'm not, my, this is, my point is not anything about the mask I'm using as an example. Yeah. I don't have to wear a mask. COVID isn't real. Okay. Then the first time they get COVID or like some, or no, the first time someone near them has COVID, get away from here. You're wearing a mask. You're sanitizing yourself. You should be quarantining. But every other time they're talking, you shouldn't quarantine. Right. You don't have to do that. Let's give that as an example. Guys, it's not the point. See how ridiculous that is? That happens in, in church in other areas or in our, or in Christianity. So it's like, yeah, man, it's a double, yeah, double standards is a good way to put it. And we live our lives that way. So how many people in our church, you ready? We'll use our church because they're okay with that. I yeah. Think. How many people do we know that tore other people apart for not being willing to be in community? I can't believe they don't be in community. They don't get it. They don't. And then as soon as life changes for them, they get that new job. They have a new family. You know, maybe they have a baby. And I'm not saying that there's people had a baby. I'm not talking directly to them. I'm just giving that as an example. Yeah. Baby or they got, are really stressed. All of a sudden, how dare you give us, make us, how dare you? How dare you? You know what I'm saying? Like, but every other time when it's not you, you want to call other people out for it. Mm. So it kind of all, for me, wraps back around to this question I've been wrestling with myself. So everyone watching... I'm talking to myself first. Do I believe what I say that I believe? And does my life consistently show that? Hmm. Just with the conversation last night and today, thinking about it even in my life, I've been thinking about the idea of like, what do you believe? And it always has come back down to the one thing that I pretty much live my whole Christian walk. And it's the same piece of advice that I think God gives me every time. And that is God looks at me. Which is weird because the selfish part of me wants to go, you want to know what? I don't want to be in community. I don't want to do that because I don't want to put myself out there. I don't mm -hmm. want to do that because it's not easy. It's not easy. But it goes back to your sermon. Love isn't easy. Yeah. Love yeah. isn't this. You have to choose. Yeah, and it's one of those things like people that, I don't mean to take all the time here. Go but for it, man. I do think it's not even about me. It's Before anyone says, oh, Todd's feelings are hurt. Not really. Mm hmm the truth is, you want a confession? I've told you, I'll tell everyone out there. I wasn't raised to need people, okay? I wasn't raised to, I'm a guy that's probably f used to be friends with a lot of people, but I don't consider a lot of people my friends. I don't walk around and go, I need people. I do this and I can invest in community and get in it because God told me that it's needed and it's necessary and I believe him. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the benefits of good, of that. this is just an example, by the way, this is bigger than community, but I know in our church, that's the one, right? We have that's all a, the flipping time yep. where it ends up, it's the thing people love. And then when they don't want to do it and there's someone's like, Oh, you know, why weren't you here? Or like, we haven't seen you in a while. Then it turns to, Oh my gosh, they're demanding this of me. Mm. You know, this is so good, man. Like just a bunch of crazy stuff, dude. And it will, this is, I don't know, like, this is real talk, dude. And, like, I love this. And, you know, it makes me almost emotional because it makes me realize, like, you know, life is so much more than what we make it. And it's because we play the game, dude. I play the game. Like, I do. And I think that the reason why I can be so sad sometimes or I can, or I can look so defeated or look so empty is because like uh, you just said it. Like I claim to believe all this stuff, but I hardly ever live out of it, man. And so like, it's like, it's almost, it's one of those things where I go like, like, what like, what would I expect? Right? Like, what do you expect to, to, you know, like you said, claim this faith. Right. And then not really live out of it. Like, what, what would you expect to feel like, you know? It seems like, yeah, I agree with you completely. It seems to me that what happens is people believe it until it's hard. 
But here's the weird That's part. That's true. Jesus said it's hard. Yes, he, he put it flat out. He said yeah, it. and I've said this many times in other sermons, so I'll say it again. You know, God doesn't tell us and have to remind us to do things that come naturally. He doesn't tell us to take a breath. We do that. Right. But when he has to tell you to love other people as you love yourself over and over and over, when he tells you to be kind, when he tells you to choose joy, when he tells you to follow him, when he tells you to you know, respect your husband or love your wife, when he tells you to serve the poor and the widows and the hurting, like he has to tell us that because it is hard. And for some weird reason, we tend to believe that if God doesn't make us naturally want to do it, then it must not be necessary. And so what I see around me are a lot of people that justify one simple thing. Here's the thing, guys, and I'm, I'm in this boat. We, I, if you're a Christian watching this, I think we tend. Ask yourself if you, if you do this. Do you justify the things you don't want to do? You just justify the things you don't want to do that day. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think my, quote, bad mood, right, is a mixture of two things. One, in my own life that I do that, I hate that. And two, just people around me. And three, my own anger at God sometimes that he allows people to do evil things and claim his name. And, and I'm not talking about making mistakes. And I'm not a, I can't do anything about it, right? Like, if you want me to be honest, like, I want to punch a guy in the face. There's a guy right now. I shouldn't. Who cares? If this is already going out. Okay, I'm a pastor. There's a guy who has said a bunch of trash about me personally. This is mm-hmm. not the only reason about our church, and this guy, in my opinion, is evil. He is acting evil. I don't think he's a believer, okay? Um, he's going out of his way just to, and he claims to be and manipulates people, and I want to hit him. Yeah. I want to go find him and hit him, which is so evil that I want to do that, even. that I, And sometimes, if I'm honest, I get mad that God lets it happen, right? Because mm-hmm. it's one of those injustices. Right, and you're, you like justice, like you want... Yeah, but that's still, man, it's like, do I believe what I say I believe? Do I trust him? Mm-hmm. Because, right, he's... And, and, and I get frustrated myself. And then it starts to lead to... And this is how it works, guys. You start... You get in these places. I haven't even... This is something I haven't told anyone. This is... I'm about to tell something I have not told anyone at all. Zero people. It just happened. Flipping through Facebook, which I hate. And it showed this little girl, it was one of those ads, and I'm leery of the ad, but the picture was real. Mm -hmm. And apparently there is a disease where essentially your skin blisters all the time. Constantly your skin is blistering. Gosh. And these little kids, and this was a girl, probably 10 years old, dude, just with toys in front of her, and her skin was blistered and red and raw, and like her entire life is, is blistering. Her skin is blistering. And... I just had this moment of like, why would you let that happen, God? Why would you do that? You know, and I read the comments, and this tells you that my mind has not been in a great place. In the comments, people are saying like, you know, Jesus, heal this. Please heal this woman and, and girl. And, and another lady wrote some weird comment about like, I pray this, this verse from Job, and it brings healing to skin afflictions. And I'm like, that made me mad because I'm like, so you're claiming that you have this magic spell that heals it, mm-hmm. and if everybody did it, they'd be healed. And you know my anger at this mindset, because well, then when yeah. it doesn't happen, you're saying you're that not, they didn't, didn't have, have faith. enough faith. Yeah. But part of me, dude, I, I'm confessing this on real talk. I got mad at God for a second, which is so stupid, because I'm like, why? This girl is in constant pain, and I live my life sitting here complaining ever. And then I get frustrated, like, why, God? You know, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking if I wasn't who I am and I didn't know Jesus was real, that's really hard to explain. It's really hard to explain a loving God who allows that. That yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You know, and that and the reason I bring that story up is these when you're in these places that I'm in. If you're not careful and you're not in Scripture and you're not talking to people, you can end up finding your yourself doubting things big time. Yes, like, then, like d- doubting God's character. Isn't it funny that I started one place and by the end of it last night I'm going, yeah, is God? You know that crazy. Maybe God isn't real. You know those thoughts you have. Right, yeah. The, yeah, the, the now, I don't believe that, okay? I'm sitting here telling you that I caught that thought. But it's funny, man. One bad mood leads to another thing, which leads to another thing, which leads to anger, frustration, then bitterness, then questioning. And before you know it, you're Job, right? It's creepy, man. Although Job didn't. And even that lady sharing that made me so angry in the comments because I'm like, first of all, you're not even understanding the point of Job. Um... And you're saying that if this little girl just prayed this verse, 
she would be healed. That's so enraging, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I know I'm probably just rambling, but no, oh, man, it's really good stuff. I think like so, guys. I guess I want to wrap this up because if I'm gonna be honest, I don't think that's right. It's I'm being a petulant child who believes who's doing what Job did to it. Well, I'm not, Job was good, but I feel like sometimes I have to remember what God said to Job. You know, where were you when I set the foundations of the world? You don't know what I know. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I can't tell how many times I end up coming to this place in prayer. Is what, it's actually what Job's words back to God were at the end where he said, I've talked about things I shouldn't have talked about. I repent. I question things I shouldn't have questioned. So, I don't know, man. That's kind of where it all ties in with it, though, right? It's just an odd thing. I probably rambled for 30 minutes, but whatever. It's really good, man. I wouldn't consider rambling. I think uh, I think life, I don't know, I know you said this before, man, but life is so short. <laughs> and this these, these little things, man, we get caught up in them, and it's just dumb. And yeah, man. And there's still this part of me that's that guy outside of church just yelling at the church, so mad mm-hmm. at people for being so freaking acting so stupid and hateful, you know? Uh, it's just overwhelming. I, the same conversation I had with this guy last week where I brought up the arrogance, you know, he kind of said, he also made a really good point, which I've heard before, but it really got me thinking. He said, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think Jesus is going to be saying, oh, you know, you really got that thing wrong about how many times you baptize someone. <laughs> I'm really, man, he's going to say, did you love people? Mm-hmm. Did you, did you show and tell people that they can be free. You know, I don't know, man. Dude, you know, it's really weird that you brought that up even just now, like, because it made me think about how much of a prison we put ourselves in even after we know Jesus because, you know, like you said, like, he'll ask us, like, did you love people, right? Did you let people know that they could be free? And I think we ourselves so often don't believe we are free, even though we are, that... We don't tell others about it. Yeah, man, we're free, and we just walk back in the jail cell all yes, the time. And all it, the time. If we could see it, I think, like, see that image. Imagine being freed from death row, walking out, and then walking back in, shutting the door. It's not even locked. It just kind of goes, mm-hmm. and you're like, here I am. And God's like, hey, you, uh, what do you, why'd you go back in there? Mm-hmm. All the time. And we're also miserable all the time because of it. Because we sit in there. Yeah. And you can't. So it is miserable. I've seen that in my life recently. There are times I am miserable because I am doing wrong. And I know I'm miserable. And as Christians, guess what? You are different. You don't have a choice not to be different. It's true. You will be different. And when I am arrogant, when I do do these little things, the Holy Spirit notices. And I do become miserable because I'm like, son of a gun. It's that little thing. It's and then we are miserable as Christians because we are different. But here's the irony of that, though, too, is that we end up, okay, so like that example you gave, you're right. You you do something wrong, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Or something that you know you shouldn't, that we're not made for. Yep. Well, then once we do it, here's the twisted thing I think we do. We end up, we end up punishing ourselves for it instead of realizing that God isn't angry. It's just all we got to do is stop doing that thing that's hurting us. So it's almost like, okay, we, I grab a lighter and I burn my hand and I'm like, that really hurts. God says, don't, don't light that lighter under your hand. Mm-hmm. We do it. It burns my hand. And then I'm so mad that I burnt my hand that I just keep it there instead of just, because the point is not that God is even mad at us. All I have to do is stop putting the lighter there. Just mm-hmm. move the lighter. All right. Yep. Or it's a fish out of water. You know, when we feel miserable, it's not that God's, when we sin or something, it's not that God's punishing us. It's that we aren't made for that. So it's like a fish out of water. I'm it. The fish is not dying because the air is punishing it. The fish is dying because it's meant to breathe water. All we got to do is get back to water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, I'm with you. So we end up doing this weird twisted thing where we almost, so like what you said is hundred percent true, right? 
we walk in the, the, the jail cell and then we're miserable because we walked in. But see, I actually think it's backwards. So you, we're out of the jail cell. We mess up, mm-hmm. right? So whatever that is, we sin. And then we think that the appropriate response is to walk back in the jail cell because that's punishment for what we've done. Mm. As opposed to God really just wants us to say, to stop doing that and keep walking in freedom. I don't know, man. And then, guys, anybody that's watching, you know, or listening, I'm sure this is all over the place. But again, if you know, you know. If you're one of those people out there that is a Christian and you find yourself sad all the time, you find yourself complaining all the time, you find yourself hateful, you find yourself justifying simple things, you find yourself, let me ask you this. Every, are you mad at your church because your church asks you why you aren't doing things that the Bible tells you you're supposed to be doing? Are you mad because people actually call and ask why you haven't showed up to church? Are you mad because people tell you, hey, you shouldn't be doing that, even though the Bible says, are you mad because people will even reach out and say, I love you? Like, if you're mad about those things, something's wrong with you, not the mm-hmm. people around you. And you need to check your heart. And these are the questions we have to ask ourselves. Yeah, man. Because we're not meant to live that way. The... The fruit of the Spirit is peace, love, joy, pay all those things, kindness, right? The works of the flesh are the other things. you got to work to be miserable as a Christian. How, how, how sad is that? I love the analogy that hard, you know, God says, hey, na- your natural state in me now is to have joy, peace, patience, all these beautiful things. The works of the flesh are all these negative things, hate and misery and mm-hmm. depression, and not, you know, not clinical, but all those kinds of things, although to a degree— you, you're choosing that sometimes, right? Now, that doesn't mean, because that can put false weight on people. Like, it's okay to be sad. You can't control that all the time. It's like, what do we do with it? I think that matters, right? Because, think- like, it would be wrong to say, AJ, you're messed up. And I think that's where you can get sometimes. You should never feel sad or like you're wasting time. And if not, then you need to read your Bible more because you're messed up. That's not true. Mm-hmm. What, it, what we need to get you to do is to choose to continue to live in peace and joy, even though you feel those things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe stop worrying so much about changing the feelings and just change the actions. Because you can't change the feelings sometimes. No. You can't. Sometimes you just can't. You so, there is something about faking it till you make it, but it isn't faking. It's just living like what God said is true is true. Mm. Right? So like Peter walks out of the boat. The point of that and steps on water, right, is not that he... He didn't step out because he wasn't feeling afraid. He stepped out because God told him to. Mm-hmm. And so because he did that, he, he was walking on water when he was doing what God told him to do. When he focused on the feeling of fear is when he began to sink. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm processing with you guys. And, yeah. and clearly, I want you to understand I'm not on my high horse. As yeah. you can tell, I'm, in, I'm a little jaded at people's just... By the way, some of you out there are just constantly looking for things to jump on people about. Yeah. This is irritating. It is irritating. But I got to do something about it and be better. I'm <laughs> done talking. I'm done talking. <laughs> I think, man, it's, you know, like you said, even for me, like, I, th- you know, I think when it comes to actions, like, I think I can... I can get so lost in, in, you know, hopelessness sometimes, or I can get so lost in, like you said, those feelings, right, of, like, sadness, that, like, what actions do you take? You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess as a question for myself, what are those actions sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, like... You, what actions to take? Okay, yeah. so you're feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. You're t- let me give an example. Yeah. I don't want to use you. Maybe I use myself, Okay. Um, my, I will be angry. I will isolate myself and I will distract myself by looking at, uh, I don't know, uh, reading stuff on, on the internet or whatever. Does the Bible anywhere do any of those things are any of those things, the things God says to do? No. Genuinely. Should I isolate, get angry Mm -hmm. and bitter and uh, distract myself no okay what does the bible say to do the bible says to go to your brother if you have an issue sure if i'm angry also says um carry each other's burdens which implies share with each other says pray with each other Mm -hmm. when you're struggling says to um seek me right it says to pray in all things 
um, with all petitions, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will come on you. You know what's interesting about that verse? The verse it says in the peace, it says, pray about all things. Mm. It says to serve people. What if I did those things? It, so in our church, you know, one of the things that ha- or our church, I'll use our church because I can, right? Yeah. <laughs> if they get mad, whatever. But right. I th- I'm instead of saying Christianity, because people get mad about that. So like if, if I'm in a bad mood, okay, and I walk into church, let's say on a Sunday. Okay. And I'm, you guys can tell because clearly I'm not great at hiding it. <laughs> If I'm having a bad day and I don't make an effort to be good, what ends up happening to you when I walk in like that? How do you feel? Um, I can feel like I have to either try to make up for it, one, or I have to be careful. Walk on eggshells. Yep. Do you think that is loving you? No. 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 So as an example, maybe you don't get angry, but if people feel like you don't care, you don't listen to them because you're distracting yourself. I know you and you've said this. Mm -hmm. You're not listening to them. You're not talking to them. They're talking to you and you go, huh, what'd you say? Like, is that loving? No. So here's some, here's some tangible things to do. So what are some action steps you can do when you feel that way? I feel like life's a waste. I'm a bum because you tend to be (laughs) self-hating. Yeah. What could you do? Um... Any doubts that I have, and this is something I struggle with, but like I think any doubts that I have, like you said, like I gotta go to God with those, I gotta pray about it. That's one. I gotta talk to you guys about it. That's two. I need to Let's be real specific. You're sitting there doing your mm-hmm. what else can you do? Um how about just not do that? How about laugh and smile and fake it? How about ask someone how they're doing? How about um, when you walk in and you don't feel like it, you just look at Clint maybe and go, Hey man, how are you doing today? And ask him about his day to take the focus off your own thoughts and depression yeah uh how about looking for ways to serve people randomly maybe reaching out because i know you you, you're really good at this sometimes and saying how you doing man were you how can i pray for you like what if we did those things lived a life on mission so good dude and it's funny i think I, i always refer back to a specific time in my life when i feel like i was like that and you're right dude like it was much better like it was i remember like like i remember you know, feelings aren't everything, but I also remember feeling much better than too. I think that feelings come after the action. Exactly. Because it shows our faith. So why does the Bible say confess with your lips and then believe in, like confess with your lips and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will be saved? It's interesting to me that clearly we know that because essentially Paul goes on to say, like, you're going to say what you believe. Right? So there's an action in saying it. God knows that. Faith is the action that comes from it. So, so I, I think it's it's not wrong of you to say, I felt better. I believe you did, yeah. but I think it's the other way around. I don't think you did those things because you felt better. I think you did those things and felt better. Exactly. So yes. then that's what I kind of mean, like my frustration with myself even, and maybe you. Like many times I'm down or tired or weary, and then I I walk into a room, right, and I spill it on other people, and then I end up getting mad that they're not making me feel better. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. subconsciously, I'm not consciously thinking that, but that's the truth, right? I walk in, I'm in a bad mood, I sit yep. down, and then I end up getting more angry because, or more sad. Hmm. Yeah, so, that's like, so good, man. I can think of someone right now, you know, maybe someone out there is like, oh, I'm depressed and all I want to do is sleep. Okay, great. Don't do that. Don't sleep. I feel lonely. Okay, reach out to someone. Go have coffee. Go drop off a, a card that just says loving you. Re- call that, that person at church that comes to your mind and say, can I pray for you? Do radical, crazy things. Mm. Yeah, man. That's and I'm, so... I, seriously, right? You're that person right now listening, and all you want to do is sleep when you're not working because you're depressed. What if you just said, God, I'm not going to do that because the Bible doesn't tell me to sleep when I'm depressed? Mm-hmm. Maybe That's what maybe, I mean. it's, maybe it's you so need much to, easier than we make it. Yeah, so it's almost like, yeah, it really. I, and again, I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you're immediately going to feel better, but you know what? I do think you will feel better. I do. I think that you will eventually, because we are not made to be so self focused, to be our own saviors. We're not. I don't know. I'm probably rambling, and none of this makes any sense. Nah, dude, I'm with you, man. And like, and I'm pro- guys. I'm sorry. I'm processing. Yeah, I'm using you as my counselors. <laughs> I think it's really good, dude, because like this is really convicting to me. This whole conversation, because it's like you said, like you know, even even in your prayer, but right before we went on, you said like, wake these guys up. And I think, dude, I think I am woken up a little bit because I can look back and I can see that time. 
and I was so focused on loving people, and I was so focused on just just being what I was called to be that I didn't have time to be sad. I didn't have time to be any of those things. And even if I was, it didn't last. It mm-hmm. went away mm-hmm. because I, if I felt it, I would do something I was supposed to do, whether that was pray, whether that was reach out to somebody. Like I said, focus on uh, things other than yourself. And like, I don't know, man, I've been so sucked into myself for so long lately, for the longest time now, you know, and I use excuses like, oh, like I have more responsibility, so I don't have time for that stuff or whatever it may be. We use that stuff and like, man, it's so convicting because clearly, just like I said earlier, I believe all this, but I don't live like it. Of course, I'm be miserable. I'm going to feel like I'm not worth it. I'm going to feel like am I fake? I'm going to feel all these things because then it makes you, like you said, it makes you question, like, why am I even doing this? You know, so, so good, man, because it makes me truly go, I have to do what I'm called to do. Like, I can't go, I cannot, I cannot take that lightly, you know? Yeah, I, that's so good, man, because that's where you just said where I'm at. For me, what I'm trying to understand is, and I come with all these analogies. If you're in a plane and you're going parachute jumping, do you jump why do you jump? And I mean, because you what believe that this thing is going to work, right? It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we believe more in a parachute than we do in God, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't believe him. We don't. And I think there's a big, powerful thing there about faith and what it is to have, you know, the life that the saints had in the Bible. And by that, I mean saints as in believers, the life that, oh, I want a man, I just want to have a ministry that's like this, and I wish I could see God move like this. And it's like you, you're you asking for God to move in your life, but you're not willing to move. And, you know, God is, I don't know, man. I think you said it right there for me, and I think that's a lesson for all of us. What do you believe? If you're a Christian listening, what do you believe? Because if your belief doesn't show itself in your life when you don't feel like it, then you don't really believe it. And I'm not talking about making mistakes and sin. I'm not talking about the don'ts. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the do's. Mm-hmm. Because I want, I'm, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, do I, in my feelings, feel like if I pray to God that I'm going to, quote, feel better? No, I don't always think that. No, me either. But that doesn't, but again, that's where faith comes in. Mm-hmm. That's Will right. I do it anyway because I believe him? And then that's that's the scary that's that's life, man. Like yep. the the biggest moments of pure joy to the point of tears for me have been when I do something for God and only God, and then the feelings come after. It's true. I think a lot of our misery comes because we know we're not. We feel. I wonder if we feel fake. Because do. we don't believe, we don't we believe it, but we know our life's not reflecting it. Oh yeah, that's why I think maybe, dude, that's probably why I've been so sad. Because I'm like, man, I don't feel like I deserve to be here because I don't think I like I feel fake. I feel like because my life, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I just refuse to do it every day. <laughs> no, that's it. We just just do it. You know, exactly. Clint mentioned it earlier. You know, yeah. like we just do it. Hmm. Not, isn't that twisted how the enemy does that? That's Christianese. Takes truth and makes you think it's, yeah. I had a lie for years, and I'll be open about it. The lie for years that I had in my life was, Clint, are you really saved? Well, sure. Yeah. And then, like, I'm like, what? I, I didn't pray this prayer. I didn't do this. And then I'm like, but I am. And I know that. I, I know that without a doubt now, God just slapped me in the face. Why are you questioning this? But it's that little, those little lies where it's like, I, am I saying Christianese, but I don't want to do that. And then God goes down at the end of the day, and he just says, just do it. Yeah. If the only thing. walk, everything else will just follow. Hmm. You need to walk, though. That's true.
The mm-hmm. only thing that makes Christianese Christianese is when you say those things that are truth but don't reflect. It doesn't doing mean them. anything. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean anything because it doesn't lead to anything. Mm-hmm. It just becomes a saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, man. Hmm. So anyway, a lot of stuff there, guys. Sorry. I still think we should probably answer a few questions. Yeah. We've done in a while. Uh, I'll ask you first because I've okay. talked a lot. Um. Question is. No. God. Um, so when you didn't know God, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this question a little bit. If you're the one that asked it, because I think I know what you're asking, but it's a mm-hmm. little unclear when you didn't know God, who showed God to you, who told you about him as well as, um, how, how did that save your life? And was there a noticeable change in you after you met God, accepted God? Who showed me? Um, man, honestly, like, I know it's cliche because, like, we do a show together, but, man, I saw a lot of it in you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, when, because I didn't, I, I, like, I knew there, like, I knew God was there when I was, when I was, you know, going about, like, in, like, my late teens into, like, you know, 20, you know, but I didn't understand. I didn't, you know, never saw anybody act, you know, the way, like, you did. You know, you you showed honor and all these other things. I just was like, this is completely different from what I'm used to. Mm. And, you know, loved me and pushed me and actually took time to get to know me. And then in the midst of knowing me, started loving me, you know, in a way that a whole lot of people could have and didn't in my life. Mm. And uh, I think that's that's definitely, yeah, you were the, the first person that was, like, different in that. And what was the second part? I'm sorry. It was, was there a noticeable change in you after you met Jesus? You met God? Not not immediately. I think, I think I. You remember I, feeling different? I think I felt different. Like, it the longer it went on, like like when I met Jesus, and I didn't it didn't necessarily change the way I lived immediately. I started feeling worse and worse. Like I was like <laughs> like I could feel that guilt coming in because I was like, like was. exactly. I feel different. I'm like man, this like this doesn't feel the same anymore. And so, you know, eventually that just that just boiled over. Like I couldn't handle it anymore. And that's when that's when the, the changes started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, and dude, I saw I saw a change in you immediately. That's so cool. sometimes it's funny, like. Um, but for me, um, I remember a couple times in my life. I don't even know if I've told you this. My uncle, I'm not sure if he's saved or not, to be honest with you. But he went through a period of time where he got involved in church. I was in middle school and he was like on fire. And so he talked about God all the time and like had me watch this movie called like the Jesus movie or something. And I remember that's the first time that something felt weird. Like mm-hmm. I kind of met Jesus to a degree or yeah. at least, and I, that wasn't when I was saved. And then I went to, um, I went to a play an outreach thing that a lot of people think are corny. Mm-hmm. Heaven's gates, hell's flames, you know, those things that a lot of people roll their eyes at. That's where I encountered Jesus and, uh, gave my life to him, and it saved me. I didn't have a perp- person. I had some people after that that took an in- interest in my life. A guy named Peter Wolf said his name. I don't care if he's ever watching. He really changed my life by doing kind of what you said, loved me and walked with me and mm-hmm. had no reason to do that. Uh, was there a noticeable change? Absolutely. I remember coming out the night that I s- accepted Christ, uh, getting in the car to drive home, and I actually said to the people around me, I said, I feel, I feel lighter. I feel different. Um, because all, I don't know, man, I felt free. Gosh, man. So pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, well, you're up. Um, what do you think is the most misunderstood aspect or characteristic of God? Man, it's such a great question. I think of, I think of several things. I think what is the most misunderstood aspect or characteristic of God? I, th- I th- believe it or not, I think people do not grasp God's love for us. I, I, I mean that genuinely. That was going to be my answer too. I think we're so caught up in the things He tells us to do or don't do, and we can't. It's really hard for us to get over the mentality that we have to earn His love and keep it. Mm. When the truth is, because He loves us, He tells us how to live. He doesn't tell us. He doesn't expect us to live a certain way to love us. Once we put our faith in him. Does that that's make sense? Oh, so yeah. I think that's a big, big part of it. And and 
with that also, uh, another minor aspect is just how big he is and how, <laughs> you know, he. if we would just trust and relax and understand that he, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, he knows it. You know, I, he knows it all and is in control. I like that because I tend to forget how big God is too because – because I th- and it's funny because I think there's times where I can even run away from the fact of how big he is because it makes me, it makes me see how small I am and it makes me go how the frick do you know me but you do that's so good that's another part of it too as yeah. well is that he knows you mm-hmm. individually and cares about you individually mm-hmm. sometimes we think I feel like we have this view that God looks at us like we would look at an ant farm like <laughs> yes I like my ant farm and I'm gonna I enjoy looking at them but I don't know them by name mm. but he does yep. he is AJ's father which is insane right. Pretty surreal. Oh, yeah. Great question. I love that one. What do you guys think? What's the most misunderstood aspect? Hmm. Next question. Do you think people are caring more emotionally due to all of the different circumstances of this year? How do you see this, and how can we help this? I definitely Another good think, question. Oh, yeah. I definitely think people are carrying things differently. No, I'm, I've carried things differently. You know, I think that we've become more isolated because of the pandemic. You know, and I think, I think within the isolation, we've lost trust. We've lost trust in each other and in 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 God in a way, and I think that um, that's good. Man. The way to help that's true. The way to help is we have to we have to set culture ourselves. We have to be willing to look. We have to be willing to carry on the way. I get. We have to be willing to carry on the good, mm. so others can see it and come back. Mm. You know, Oof, that's good, man. And because if, if we're not willing to, why would we expect them to come back? So, mm. you know, yeah, just got to, no matter how isolated life could could have gotten this year, you know, or what's coming or whatever, you know, I think that we have to be willing to set the culture and not be shook to the core so much that we also participate in that isolation and then let that change us. Mm-hmm. For the worst, mm-hmm. you know, I think we have to be willing to to carry out what we believe, even through hard times like this, and bring people back who may not feel it as much. That's good, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that um, people are fearful, very, very fearful, even if they're admitting it. And under the anxiety, under the weight of their fear, we're starting to see the cracks, and the cracks are ugly for a lot of people. And we can either use that to, to point us to God and like, man, even the best of us, Lord, we need you. Mm. Like, I am just not good when I am reacting out of who I, the old me, selfish and mean and aggressive. Um, I also think that we have to really decide what we believe, ironically, because if the world's telling you don't ever be around each other, but as believers, we believe we are, what do you do with that? Mm. What do you do with that? I don't know. So how do we help? I think we got to be intentional about loving each other. I think we got to be intentional about continuing to reach out. So if we have to, quote, socially distant, then we need to make sure that we're mentally and emotionally connecting. Are you, you know, we, we live in an incredible era and time where we can use technology to reach out to people. All it takes is a push of a button and laying down your pride. Mm, yeah, it's so good. Right, picking up the phone and calling someone. And so convicting. Look for ways to love people. I, I, I love what you said. Let's, let's be little lights. In a dark world, and I think if a lot of us do that, they'll come. It'll be good. Hmm. Um. So I got one more. <coughs> um, if you had to give advice to someone wanting to plant a church, what would it be? Don't do it. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> planning a church. Uh, don't listen. You know, be prayerful. Yeah. Make sh- ask yourself why you're wanting to plant a church. Are you wanting to plant a church because you want to be in charge? Or are you want to, wanting to plant a church because you feel like, you know, there's a reason. Whether that there's a segment of population that aren't, um, ex- you know, aren't being served or don't know Jesus or you, those kinds of things. Because I think a lot of times people start churches because they want to be in charge, and that's mm. that can be dangerous. Absolutely. The other thing I would say though is, get ready. Like, be very confident in in the path God's set for you because there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be naysayers and doubt you and question you, and you have to be willing to push forward. If you're going to plant a church, you, there's going to be a lot of faith because, you know, 
Um, people, <laughs> there are a lot of people that are going to tell you how to do it better and what you should have done, yeah. but they're not willing to do anything. Um, tangibly, I would say make sure that you have a good core group of people to start who are behind the idea and the mission and all yeah, that kind of thing. Mission. Um, don't be afraid to talk about money early on. That's a mistake we made here is that I just didn't think I didn't like doing that. And I, I thought it would just take care of itself. So mm -hmm. one of the, the very tangible things I would say is, you know, uh, don't be greedy, but don't be afraid to preach what God says about generosity and giving and mm. offerings to the church. And cause yeah. you need that. Um, and think outside the box. Don't, don't just try to replicate what you believe other churches do. Try mm. to be the church in the chosen, in the area that you've chosen to enter into, if that makes sense. Cause good, it might man. look different, right? Yeah. Church in Africa is going to look different than a church in America. Some of it. Right. The icing will look different, but the cake should look the same, meaning mm. the truth. That's right. That makes sense? Yeah, I'm with you. Hopefully that, I don't know if that's useful, but. I think it was. Anyway. I'm going to go start my own church. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, hey, so, any closing thoughts? Um, Actually, you know what? I have one more, and I think I need okay. to ask this one now because it, it fits. I forgot. Okay. What are three things you would like to accomplish in 2021? Gosh, these questions are hard for me. <laughs> um, so, personally, for my own life, I want to be more financially stable. I'm not the best at that. I'm a spender sometimes. Even though I'm a low spender, it adds up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, more financially stable. Um, you know, today was really good for me because it made me realize, man, like I've just been in a weird place in my faith. Like, I want to be stronger in my faith. I want to, and I know it's cliche, I know, but I'm serious. Like, I want to I want to take Jesus more seriously because I don't, and I can admit that, you know. Mm. Um, third, um, I'd like to preach again. So that makes sense. It's probably going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, since you didn't ask me, I'll answer it. Um, <laughs> I would like to lose 20 pounds. I'm still nice. I'm working on that. So my goal by the end of 2021, Lord willing, is to lose 20 more pounds. Dang, um, that's awesome. I these are very personal ones. I that one was. I would like to see our church really push forward in some of the things I think God is calling us to do mm -hmm. specifically, like some of the bigger dreams that we have. That includes our you know our sports ministry, includes our campus, next camp, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Um. I think I would like to be more in charge of my schedule instead of letting my schedule drive me all the time. That's good, man. I was thinking about that too myself. Like, so those are so just some makes me anxious. Well, that yeah, and that attaches to a lot of things. So, mm -hmm. well, anyway, yeah, that's about it. Hey, great questions today. I love this episode, man. Hey, thanks so much, man, for uh, just being you. It's been a yeah. good, it's been a year that I'm very blessed. I'm thankful to have our last one right of 2020. Is yeah. it? I yeah, think it is. This is the last episode of 2020. Wow. Thanks, man, for letting, I don't know, for letting me be a part of this. And um, <laughs> Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> so, Seth, this has been good. Wouldn't wouldn't pick anyone else. Mm, Any thanks. thoughts? Um, love you guys. You know, happy new year for one. Um, hope you guys, you know, go into this next year with, you know, a mindset of what can I do better and stick to it and, you know, I don't know. And give yourselves grace, too. You know, don't. Don't destroy yourselves with something that maybe you didn't accomplish this year. You know, put it on the list. Get it done. Um, and, man, just remember that it's all real. It's all real. You know, Jesus Christ died for you because he loves you. Amen. And uh, I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> don't forget that. Live out of that. Walk out of that. You know, if you believe in this, you know, why? Ask yourself why. And, you know, live out of that. And just, man, be... <laughs> I guess live out of that peace that he gives us. You know, it's it's very easy to forget. So, mm -hmm. love you guys. Yeah, hey, love you man. Appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for a year, man. And we just a lot of laughs, a lot of joy. I was thinking of the live episodes, a lot of questions that that have blessed us, mm. but also blessed a lot of people. You guys do those especially those that have watched this long term. You do not know how many people's lives you've impacted by Truth. Joining this ministry, sharing the videos, sharing the podcast, asking questions. You've you've done it's good stuff. And I think someday when we're with Jesus, we'll be able to look back and say, He's gonna tell us how many people we reached through. So thank you so much. 
Big shout out. Thank you, Funter and Clint. Love you, man. You've done a great man. job this year. We appreciate him a lot. Love him. Uh, Blake, production guy Blake, appreciate you, man. Mm-hmm. Former fun guy, Austin, Austin, who helped us out about halfway through the year. Just had a baby. Congrats to him. Congratulations, He'll never man. see this because him and his wife don't listen. But ha, got him. Um, shout out to you guys. Yeah, thank you to our church that has been so supportive of this ministry. And, mm-hmm. if, man, we, we have an amazing church. I'm so it's... thankful for our church family remnant folk. You know, you, you get you let us you put up with me pushing hard and you know being who I am and and but also supporting this because you guys believe in it and we're so thankful for that and allowing us to, to the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We're just I'm I'm so so blessed. I am blessed to be here to be a part of your guys' lives, to be a part of this church, to be a part of this community. So thank you so much. Um, it's about it. Hey, like, share this video or podcast. Uh, put a little blurb as to what you like about it. Um, it means a lot to people. I know, you know, someone, I, I feel like I give her props a lot. She loves it. But Krista does a great job of that. Absolutely. Puts very specific things she likes about it. So oh, yeah. Um, thank you, Krista, for your support this year. Trent, you know, the Trent. silent assassin who supported us. <laughs> silent there's ton- assassin. There's tons of it. people that have done that. But those are just a few, you know, Greg's and... Mandy. Uh, the Mandy and just uh, so many people who've been, and you know, there's way more than that. I can oh, think yeah, Sierra and Jason Sierra, and yep. Brandon and Peyton and Jill and Tim and, uh, you know, it could go on and on and on and mm-hmm. on. If we didn't say your name, we love you and we're thankful for you. So absolutely, we've reached so, so many people. So thankful. Excited for what next year brings. Please continue to pray for us. Pray for this ministry. Know that we're praying for you. I guess that's it. We'll see you hopefully in 2021. 2021. Hey, have a great day and God bless you.